everybody, welcome to our second episode on AI direction of this, our newly minted, christened, and created Ember Sword podcast. I'm once again joined by Lauren, and this time's topic is going to be challenge matching. Now, uh, I am very in the dark as to what this is, so this is going to be insightful for me as well. So Lauren, welcome again, and what is challenge matching? Uh, thank you, Svetlin. Uh, well, I, I think, you know, you may be less in the dark than you initially thought, largely because on the last podcast you kind of referred to Left for Dead, if you sure remember did. that segment. Yeah, exactly. And actually, uh, when it comes to challenge matching, the challenge matching part of our AI director, of our AI game master, is actually very much like the kind of AI director that was in Left for Dead. Um, so I don't know if you played Left 4 Dead, but... I played uh... a crap ton of Left 4 Dead. So for those not in the know, um, Left 4 Dead's AI direction got a whole bunch of praise when it came out around, what was it, 08, 09? Uh, because the AI director was very much concerned with giving you the most dynamic and interesting experience possible. In Left 4 Dead's case in particular, if I remember correctly, it was um, essentially, it was taking stock of where the players were, what their ammo level was like, what their head level was like, and what the environment around them looked like. And then it decided what enemy to spawn. So sometimes when you were like full of ammo and you were trudging through an open field, just a, a cavalcade of zombies, a, a smorgasbord, a flood. I think that's Bungie trademark, but anyway, a flood of zombies. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Halo, haven't played it. I have heard of Halo, though. Uh, so a veritable flood of zombies would rush at you just to spice things up, make it interesting. And while you're dealing with that flood of zombies, right, that's the beginning of the encounter. Uh, let's say there's a train nearby, a train car. On top of that train car, a smoker would spawn and it would yoink somebody who's at the back of the pack who's not paying too much attention. So through this snowball effect almost, Left 4 Dead created incredibly memorable moments by purely generating them like they weren't scripted it was just a very well written piece of software that made your experience awesome so that's why i brought up left for dead in, in yeah. relation to, to AI direction yeah no absolutely and and that is uh that is exactly sort of the uh the interesting part of what they were doing right i mean um typically rather than sort of creating a preset setup and hoping that it will be exciting for people um somehow every single time uh which of course it isn't you know because typically you've got these kind of linear experiences where uh sure you know you'll feel good about having gotten a lot better at beating this particular challenge or this particular level right, right? but you know that let's say that smoker which by the way for those who didn't play left for dead was like an enemy with a really long sort of tongue that would literally just you know reach out like 50 meters pull like a player out of the group and you know kind of just uh restrain them if you will uh and pull them into their location uh which of course meant that all the other players had to like jump in and, and help out uh before you know this this poor guy was sort of uh, absconded and, and killed <laughs> absconded um, my favorite five dollar word <laughs> In, in any case, um, so, so you know, the, the thing is, if, you know, if you just statically place that smoker on top of that train, the second time you play that level, everyone would know what to expect. Everyone would shoot him in the face the moment they got around the corner, right? 
and thus it would not be very exciting. You yeah. would not get that peak moment again of having your buddy yoinked away from you at the worst possible moment, and then kind of having to, you know, <laughs> thread and stumble over zombies <laughs> and knock things out of the way in order to save him before he Waste gets... Waste your precious uh, chainsaw fuel, just the worst. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Don't don't want to, you know, don't want to waste that precious chainsaw fuel. That was actually <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2, I believe, right? Uh, when the I hate using came. resources so much, man. <laughs> I hoard. Just use your, like, use your trusty shovel for everything or something. <laughs> right? like, smack him in the face. You can do it. It's only 100 zombies. It is, um, but it's free. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's why you, you know, you would in in in, in Left 4 Dead, of course, you know, uh, basically get into a closet, put your back into it, right, and just <laughs> smack one zombie at a time. <laughs> no, 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 there's no space. This closet is already full. Get your own closet. <laughs> the Lemmings approach to dynamic FPS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which, you know, by the way, also played a ton of Left 4 Dead, of course, and really enjoyed that. And I, I thought, you know, that they did that so well, uh, particularly also with the notion that they managed to do it in such a way that it's not obvious, right? Yeah. Uh, it's not like you know suddenly an enemy appears. No, no, they you know they got the pacing. There are sound effects that kind of announce that an enemy is in the area, and then suddenly oh you know uh, there he is, but you know not in such a way that he just you know just popped into place, right? right. And and that is really cool. It's sort of kind of you know the AI director busied itself with everything that was not happening on the player screen, the stuff the players couldn't see. There, you know, the AI director was at work making the experience more epic and ensuring sort of these, you know, these peak experiences. And I think that's that's really awesome also because of, you know, sort of the challenge level versus skill mm -hmm. kind of balance, right? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, if you're... You know, if you want your players to have a really epic experience, you should kind of balance, you know, the challenge that they get with their skill. And typically anything linear doesn't quite do that. You know, the best you can do is like yank up the difficulty level, right? Right. But, you know, that's that's hugely problematic because we're in an MMO. I mean, you could yank up the difficulty level of an instant raid, but you cannot yank up the difficulty level of, you know, the the outside world <laughs> you know yeah. some some poor some poor level three schmuck is gonna run into that <laughs> and get absolutely murdered um so we need to be very smart about it and and that's kind of what we're doing with our challenge matching um right. so what what we're basically doing there is uh, as you as an individual player or group of players are engaging in combat um, we basically are bringing on challenging opponents exactly based on uh, sort of the situation that you're in, uh, that fit with that situation, fit with that environment, and also at the same time offer you the kind of challenge level that you as a group are up for, you know? Right. Um, it's it's got to be something that'll give you a sort of on the tips of your toes experience. Um, that's just very gratifying and that makes you feel great that you made it through. And then obviously, you know, we should also make sure that we reward you sufficiently uh, for the challenge level that you have bested. Right. Well, just to, to utilize the Left 4 Dead comparison in some way and not just nerd out about it, uh, I, I 
think I gave a pretty decent explanation of how the, the AI director handles, you know, Challenge in Left 4 Dead. How does our system differ from that? Right, so um, I, I would say it does not necessarily differ a lot um, immediately on, on how it handles the challenge level, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, similar to Left 4 Dead, it is deciding to bring new enemies into combat and so on and so forth. Um, but we do have like a unique advantage because right. of being sort of this isometric game. Right. Mm -hmm. If players are looking all around them, like, you know, just 360 first person, there is not a lot of places players cannot see. And so, you know, what Left 4 Dead sometimes struggled with was my maybe enemies appearing and, and kind of getting spotted and it, you know, kind of breaking sort of this fourth wall of, oh, eh, you know, I see what you did there. <laughs> You that that's humongous muscular man just sort of phased out of the wall <laughs> yeah exactly exactly my scary and time is ruined yeah exactly so there's there's basically two things we're doing to avoid that you know sort of horrible fourth wall breaking experience which are kind of unique to the way our game works uh one is obviously that we've got our ai game master tracking which areas are visible to players, which is very, very clear with, you know, an isometric game. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of areas where no single player, not one player can see what's going on there because it's just not on their screen. So first of all, when we bring in enemies, we can bring them in in a place where it's absolutely certain that nobody saw them spawn. Yeah. Of course, we let you in on the secret now, but, you know, <laughs> please forget about this when you're playing Ember Sword. <laughs> It'll make your experience so much more fun. Turn I'm your brain off just a... slightly, not too much. It's going to be challenging. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like being a very bad magician here, sort of, you know, <laughs> explaining the trick before I'm even showing you. So, you know, don't let it take too much away from your enjoyment. <laughs> but, um, but it is a very unique thing that we're doing there and then the second part is of course you know you cannot just have like you know hordes of enemies rushing in for no reason and that's right. also something where we can do some rather unique things because you know one unlike uh let's say um left for dead our world is much more dynamic and we can actually generate things like buildings and campfires and stuff on the fly so we can mm. also spawn those in places that players can't see so you know actually as player combat heads sort of in let's say a northeastern direction right just a little bit further northeast we can spawn a camp full of gruffs that you know that are just hanging out there and the players will be like oh shit we just ran this combat into a giant camp full of gruffs <laughs> and they don't look happy to see us right so so that's on the one hand what we can do right so it, it'll make it much more engaging and much more interesting um and then we can do things with that camp in turn and the other thing that we've got going for ourselves is that you know unlike something like left for dead we have our cinematic combat uh ai going on about what's on your screen right. so actually we can relate what's on your screen to what's going to happen off of it and this you know this gives us for example the ability to not just have like 15 wolves rush in but we can actually have the alpha wolf on screen let out this enormous howl you know calling for help and then hordes of wolves start rushing in right and so this creates this really epic credible experience where you know there is actually a foreboding there's sort of an omen of oh shit reinforcements are on the way everybody you know batten down the hatches <laughs> chuck down a couple of potions this is gonna get interesting <laughs> right it, it's 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 that kind of thing 
So it not only creates challenge overall on a macro scale by, you know, planning out the encounters in terms of what the party's doing, but also thanks to our micro level, you know, system, our cinematic combat, it can create more memorable, cool looking moments dynamically as well. Yeah, a lot it's, of it's, games it, lack. it's tie-ins, you know, it's tie-ins. Yeah. It's a creature running for help. You know, stuff like that, that you just would not see normally in a game. And if you do see it in a game, you would see that in a great, beautifully scripted first-person shooter. Yeah. Where, you know, every time you get into that mission, the guy goes like, Oh shit, a tank! You know, I'll, you know, I'll go, go get... You know, I'll, I'll go get reinforcements. Like, cover me, right? And, and he's running off, right? Right. But that is not something I don't think you've ever seen, like, in a game where it just dynamically decides, oh, shit, a tank is coming in. I'd better run away and get support. And then that same creature coming back with, like, a giant uh, boss or mini boss uh, guy that's like, oh, you know, you came and assaulted my clan. You came and assaulted my tribe, you know. And <laughs> I'm going to have your skulls for this. <laughs> yeah, th this is also a great solution to fatigue because I play a decent bit of games where, you know, repetition is key most notably. And I apologize to your listener, Destiny 2, of which I have over 700 hours because I have a crack addiction. Um, Destiny has sort of, um, it thrives on repetition, but the minutia of it where there's also an AI director system there in place uh, that, you know, shuffles enemy placements a bit shuffles types of enemies big enemies big like encounter heavy like very well designed enemies like bosses mini bosses and things like that those are always static uh but still you know it, it lends itself to a very interesting experience just because it it has that dash of dynamicness so in terms of ember sword it, it sounds genuinely incredibly interesting that everything is going to be you know those special moments where you, you come across something unexpected. Yeah, exactly. I think it very much goes with sort of our philosophy that, you know, so much of building a great game is just bringing these moments of surprise to the players, right? Where you're just genuinely delighted that you saw that happened. And, oh, yeah. you know, I think, I think probably uh, all of us remember some moments in some video game where, you know, and, and this goes through the decades, right? As, as a gamer, you know, having played so many of these games, right? Through the decades, as gaming has improved, there's always been, you know, in, in this next game that you play, this moment where you're like, oh shit, did that really just happen? Oh, that is epic, right? And, you know, most of the time, those are pre-scripted moments, you know, just, you know, straight out of the box. Um, and, you know, it, we just felt it would be so great to be basically creating those on the fly for players, uh, which is, you know, such a, such a huge boon when you have, you know, such a large world to fill with experiences. Right. Uh, and then, of course, with, with increased challenge and, and challenges that are constantly varying, what is the reward system going to look like for those? Yeah, so um, the other thing that actually I think Left 4 Dead did a little bit and really well, uh, and interestingly so, was also spawning items. I don't know if you were aware of this, but actually, the, for example, the medkit cabinets that you find in Left 4 Dead, those are actually, uh, and specifically their contents, are decided upon by the AI director. So it'll actually see that, you know, you got four players that are like borderline dead and it'll <laughs> intentionally put like three bloody medkits in the yep. cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Oh my like, God, let, you're right. Let, let's see them solve this one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How to end friendships. Thanks, Valve. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm pretty sure, like, some <laughs> some lifelong friendships have ended on, like, you know, a Left 4 Dead medkit. <laughs> you bastard, I needed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, this is the same ability we have, of course, uh, as an MMO with item drops uh, being basically based on what that AI game master has figured into it, right? And with Ember Sword having truly unique items, even particularly on like the cosmetics range and such, um, this kind of also means that our AI game master can kind of be coordinating this, you know, this battle to a culmination and then, you know, deciding, wow, you know, these guys did really well. They just went through an epic experience. I know kind of what, you know, what the crowd is that's here. <laughs> I know what their skills are. I right. know thus what item would at least be usable for one member of this party, right? Has this person recently received anything cool? No? Well, you know, maybe we're going to give him this particularly awesome sword cosmetic. Uh, and, you know, actually, in this case, it's, um, you know, it's, it's less of a friendship breaker and actually <laughs> the AI trying to be really smart about it so that even, you know, if it can, it'll drop something that'll be particularly nice for one particular player in the group and then make it very logical for that player to then, you know, get that awesome reward. And of course, you know, it being like, you know, let's say one in a thousand of that cosmetic to ever spawn for that particular sword uh, makes it just all the more epic that you can say that you've capped off this extremely awesome, you know, combat adventure that you've had with retrieving this epic sword. That 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 touches my heart because, again, I, I play a decent bit of loot-heavy games. And in my experience, when somebody from my party gets something like really, really good, I am incredibly happy for them because that means my experience is going to get better, right? Whether it be them uh, being happier that they have a brand new cosmetic that they can that they really like, or a, a very useful item that they can you know use in gameplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you'll probably see this, but you know, this is more of a general note that uh, rather than being quite the, you know, total item shower that uh, some games are, you know, looking at you, Diablo. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, awesome game, of course, but um, uh, with Ember Sword, we're of course talking about items that have a lot more tangible value. So it's also going to be more of a quest, you know, to get something that epic, right? You yeah. might, you know, at the end of the rainbow might be a chest with one really epic item in it, and it's going to be worth all the struggle over the last 20 minutes, rather than, you know, uh, my inventory is now full and I can barely walk my way back into town to <laughs> sell all the useless crap that I found and hopefully keep like the one item that made any sense. <laughs> Right. Well, I'm pretty sure we've covered everything we wanted to cover on challenge matching and how the system works. We're using very colorful and weirdly offbeat, barely related tangents. <laughs> but I do believe we, we got through that, what we're trying to do with, uh, you know, creating a decent challenge for players. So next up, we're going to be talking about dynamic adventures. And that is coming to you soon. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hear you next time, damn it. Ah, close. Hey you, you made it to the end. Congratulations! That must mean you like us enough to want more, right? Well, good news! We're all over the internet. Go to embersword.com and subscribe to our newsletter for a chance to play the game early 
as well as the latest interesting tidbits on the game and the team. Join our lovely Discord community over at discord.gg slash embersword. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PlayEmberSword for regular updates on what we're up to. And remember the basics. Drink water, be kind to each other, and spread the word about EmberSword. I am now recording the epicness that is about to ensue. You don't Give me even a moment know. to close this. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't even know like the the epicness that is going to take <laughs> place shortly. You know, there's like shit gonna burst into this room <laughs> with explosions in Michael Bay. This is going at the end of the podcast, you know that, right? <laughs>